0: Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald. Welcome to Money Making Conversation. Each Money Making Conversation talk show is about entrepreneurship and entertainment. I provide the consumer and business owner access to celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. I recognize that we all have different definitions of success. For some, it's a sizable paycheck. Mine is helping people wake up and inspiring them to accomplish their goals and live their very best life. These are my passions, and that's what I'm going to do for you. I want you to stop tripping over small challenges and prepare to rise above. Bigger obstacles that life will present to you. The Money Making Conversation interviews provide relatable information to the listener about career and financial planning, entrepreneurship, motivation, leadership, overcoming the odds, and how to live a balanced life. My next guest is a industry uh, friend and a personal friend. Uh, he's a music industry executive, television producer, and senior vice president and general manager of RCA Inspiration. Inspiration is the number one label in gospel music, home to Kurt Franklin that's my man Fred Hammond that's my boy the Walls Group Leandra Johnson and many many more please welcome the money-making conversation I I call him a visionary please welcome Phil Thornton
1: Man, my, I'm honored, man. You're the visionary, <laughs> man. Come
0: on, man. We both so visionary. Hey, I, learned, I learned from you. I, so well, much, you know, man. <laughs> I, I, you know I, thank you for that compliment. Uh, I know I enjoyed lunch, and that means that once this calms down, I miss your smile and face. I did see you in L.A. when you were being honored in the Legends Award uh, yes, ceremony, sir. and a uh, uh, good friend of ours, Kelly Rowlands, uh brought you on stage, and uh, many more good people could bring you on stage. I was just happy I was there to, to see you being honored, honored for that. Tell us, I'll be before we get started, because it's all about music, it's all about a body of work. What it felt like to be a be honored at that at that ceremony?
1: It was humbling. It was uh, <laughs> I couldn't believe it just to be in a room filled with so many people that I've known since my journey in this business mm-hmm. and starting at twelve years old. Just to be in that room and to feel that love,
2: mm-hmm. it just
1: it was humbling and just grateful and just I couldn't even believe it. I, I almost couldn't even remember my speech. <laughs> right, right. It was, it, was it, was just, it was just overwhelming. It was
0: overwhelming. Well, I, I was happy because of the fact that I know I, I was blessed with that honor and it was unexpected and those that, are the type of honors you, you appreciate more because, you know, you're just working hard, okay, Phil? And then somebody taps you on the shoulder, you know something? We noticed that. you notice what you're doing and, yeah. and it's a blessing. We want to bless you by honoring you and telling the world what we think about you and we also know that the uh, Celebration always benefits go to charitable donation to help out people who have not uh, been successful in the business or have fallen on hard times. So it's a dual honor. You get honored, but also we celebrate by honoring individual uh, individuals. Uh, 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 creating income for in- individuals who are suffering or not doing well at that time. So it's a, it's a double edge celebration.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, I, and to my, you know, my understanding is we raised a lot of money that night and which is, I mean, it surpassed the goal, which was the blessing in it all. So that was great to hear that. So, yeah.
0: We know we do, you know, just we're going into the uh, our third quarter, and uh, we started out the year smiling, then the pandemic hit, and uh, uh, now we're into this uh, civil unrest, which is understandable as an African-American man. I'm just going to let people know one out of 1,000 black men and black boys who are stopped by the police are likely to be die. That's a stat that a lot of people don't know. I read that story in Los Angeles wow. Times. That's two point wow. five times higher than white men. And that happens to white men and white boys when they're stopped by the police. One out of one thousand. And people wonder why we are concerned about police <laughs> brutality, uh, concern when police stop us as black individuals, especially black men. And let's let's just talk about uh, your business from a perspective, starting with the pandemic when it hit, some changes you had to make in the whole circle of communicating people, your personal life, your business life. Phil? You
1: know, when that pandemic hit, this is uh, in March. We're actually on, uh, you know, past the the 80-day market since we've been quarantined and uh, social distancing at Sony Music. So we, you know, our meetings have been converted uh, to all Microsoft Teams meetings. So we're still getting some FaceTime, but it, it's a little different. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. we were sharing all of our meeting agendas and, you know, data and sales and everything by way of the share feature of Microsoft Teams. But it's, just, it's been quite a transition, but we've still been grateful to release music videos and songs because some music videos we had already in the can, mm-hmm. and then some we actually created over during the pandemic but we're being very responsible with the very limited crew and social distancing. Mm-hmm. So we've still been recording songs and albums.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: We've still
1: been recording music videos, one of which is Kirk Franklin's new video which just came out called Strong Guy. So we mm-hmm. actually captured that over the pandemic.
0: Mm-hmm. So, can you get that video to me so I can put it on my social media and my newsletter? Because I didn't know anything about my brother. You know me, you, man. I'm a marketing guru. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you will have it in your inbox shortly. Thank yeah, you, man. No Kirk, my boy. You my boy. You talking about if Kirk got a new song? Come
1: on, man. I got to yeah, put that new in my song, newsletter. New song,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> definitely,
1: definitely get that <laughs> so posted. And it, and it, and it is so timely, Rashawn, of what Kirk's talking about. The song is called Strong God, and he's speaking about some of the social injustices you know, in our country right. and just you know, everything happening and he addresses the pandemic I mean, it's a really profound such a powerful song um and powerful video so sure absolutely
0: what you well this month is uh black music month um yes i uh I uh, talked to Deanna Williams. I called her the mother of black history or the brand ambassador of black history. Yeah, you know, like my she's my uh, buddy. She's incredible. I always I, I tell her, she. I say, I, you know, yeah, we will not see, like like with you, I don't see her enough. And uh, this is going to change in the third and fourth quarter this year because uh, we're on a mission to change the game. And she was telling me about the uh, the Hall of Fame or the museum that's opening in Nashville in the Labor Day weekend or that month of Labor Day, month of September. But let's talk about Black History Month the importance of it, the importance of black music, period.
1: Well, I, as an individual, as a black man and as an executive at a major record company, I celebrate I celebrate black music 365. There you go. So that's, that, that's just my position, but we're going to put extra emphasis on black music <laughs> to the June. <market laughs> yes, sir. You know, how about that? So, yes, sir. But, I mean, black music, but when you think about black music and black musicians, it is they are the basis of all genres of music. When you think about R&B, Blue, uh, hip-hop, blues, well, let's go back, R&B, blues, jazz, gospel, like so many genres of music were derived from just those initial genres of music. Those are rock and roll, mm-hmm. country, mm-hmm. like those are created by black people individuals mm-hmm. and so this is a month where we, you know, just salute and honor them. I did an op-ed piece in Billboard uh, last year about the importance of black music right. and the continuing importance not only about black music but black executives. Right. And that's another thing in another like area because we also need people in the boardrooms and at these companies to reflect the
0: music that we're releasing at the record company. Well, you so, know, it was really important because like you said with Kirk Franklin, it's timely. Music is timely because music plays a major portion, a major part in protests, made a part of inspiring people. Music, that, mu- music is emotionally driven and that that emotion can turn into activation, which can turn into change. So so being a guy who's been in the music business and because and, and, you're an inspiring figure, you know, you know that you know that like you said, something you've been wanting to do since you were 12 years old. What 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 is the natural instincts of music that Im- affects you feel? Music just, it, you know, I
1: listen to it when I'm happy. I mm-hmm. listen to it when I'm sad. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I listen to it when it's trying times and. We're going through a crisis like we're dealing with, whether it's the pandemic or some of these horrific, you know, traumatic events that we've witnessed, not heard about. We've seen the videos for for Brother George Floyd and Mm -hmm. Amara Arbery. We saw those videos. We saw and heard that audio. So, you know, like when I think about the civil rights movement, you know, the actual movement itself, music was such a part of that time.
2: Mm-hmm. But it's
1: such a, you know, when I think about, you know, the, the Curtis Mayfields and the James Browns mm-hmm. and the Marvin Gaye, you know what I mean? Like a lot of these, so again, these brothers, they were speaking to what was happening mm-hmm. during that time. And to me, it's no different. Mm-hmm. So to me, music, I, when I listen to those songs, I was listening to Marvin Gaye actually uh, yesterday. And, uh, I'm in Dallas now. Uh, but, uh, you know, literally I was in, in my hotel just vibing out. And I'm like, man, just some things haven't changed. But it's again, the lyrics. Still, still here and they're still present but it just makes me think about that time and how to cope and get through what we're dealing with now because we've seen this my ancestors have seen this my parents my grandparents my family they've seen this before because they made it on the other side and so will we but music is a is a source to getting to the other side and coping and helping you deal with the stress and just the anxiety but uh, yeah that's that's music for me wow
0: brother brother there are so many of us dying Marvin Gaye
1: Ooh. Come on
0: now. I got chills. I got chills when you
1: said that. Those (laughs) lyrics, think about those lyrics, (laughs) you know what I mean, they still impact you the same way. Of us dying,
0: okay? If you play that song right now on top of George Floyd, you play that song right now on Amon, Amon Aubrey. you play that song right now on top of Breonna Taylor, you play the song right now on anybody that's black in America will understand what that is. People who may not just hear it as good music. We hear it as uh, uh, an anthem of truth. Yes. In our community. Yeah. And that's why, you know, that's why that's why when when the whole concept of black music month in the month of June was being recognized, I felt it was important because sometimes we need to take a moment and say, this is why music, this is why music makes a difference. You know, you're this is why we are we're, we're special to us. And that's why it's important that I'm talking about it. And you're you're being a person that delivers that content and knows how it affects people, not only just in record sales, but how they get up, how they live their day how they celebrate weddings and birthdays and parties. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I, I know that when I was driving, Phil, when I was, I, I drove from, when the pandemic immediately hit, I, I I didn't fly, I drove from Atlanta to Houston where my family was at. And so I loaded up about 150 of my best songs, you know. <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't load up no talking book, no audio book. I loaded up 150 of my best songs that I hit the road, brother.
1: And that's what. I'm, but that's how you're supposed to do it because it just <laughs> it, it just helps you. Just the time goes away because you think about those wedding celebrations, you think about those cookouts and barbecues, right? You think about those birthday parties. Like yeah. those songs are so synonymous. Just, and again. And a lot of them created by our our very own people, our own black people, like
0: for real. (laughs) He's an individual that has seen some of my steps, some of my walks, some of my accomplishments and been inspired by it. And I appreciate that every time he compliments me about it because that means I got to work harder because I'm not through, Phil. I'm not through. Okay. No,
1: far from it. You're I'm far not through. through. You're through. Far
0: but, from it. but you're on the board. Actually, the, we,
1: we, we can't tell them right now, but I know we're working on a project. There you you, go. you can't be through until we do no. our project.
0: <laughs> hey, 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 man, don't get me mad, man. This pandemic got me <laughs> stopping us, stopping us, stopping us. But we're going to get out there, man. Now, you're yes. on the board of the National Museum of African American Music. Tell us about the museum.
1: You know, I'm super excited about the National Museum of African American Music, which will be uh, be in Nashville, Tennessee, opening. uh, We're looking at a September opening. The pandemic has really impacted our, you know, opening, grand opening plans. But it's just all things black music, Mm -hmm. R&B, jazz, uh, hip-hop, break gospel, uh, you, you name it and just it's just it's a really one destination located on fifth and Broadway in Nashville Tennessee right. directly across the street from Bridgestone Arena and on the other entrance is the Ryman Auditorium perfect location but celebrating all things black music we got artifacts in there you got music interactive activities I mean, it's a, mu- as a movie going, a viewing room I mean it's, it's incredible, it's now, incredible now
0: I know exactly what Bridgestone is in I've, I've a lot of concerts and Steve Harvey and I went in there and sold that bad boy out several Times. Now, how did y'all get that location right there? Because that's a prime real estate location. You're not buried at the end of the corner, around the corner, can't nobody see you. You're, right <laughs> at, you're in a prime area. 56,000 square feet dedicated yeah, 56, to preserving, yeah. educating, and yeah. celebrating. African Americans yeah. in their music. Come on, talk about how you I'm, get there. You're you on the board. You got some inside information. Yeah, how, I, got a little, I, I got a little
1: You know, on. originally, the actual location was going to be on Jefferson Street. Okay. I don't know if you knew that, but originally it was going Jefferson, which is iconic, an iconic street, but um, we ended up going downtown with the new development because the city of Nashville and the state of Tennessee, I got to tell you, they've been extremely supportive of this whole, you know, the museum, uh, financial and otherwise. And everyone thought, why, you know, why have this tucked away from where we can actually put it prime real estate as part of this new Fifth and Broadway development that, you know, they just built brand spanking new right. and just to have it in the heart of the city. Because it's, you know, increase that foot traffic. And again, mm-hmm. you can't get no better location than Ryman. Like I said, Bridgestone and some of the other, you know, bars and and everything down there. But it's going to be restaurants in there and this whole new development. But it's, a, I mean, like I said, 56,000 square feet. Um, it's just, you know, again, there's the educational component. But I'm loving that it's about music and its prime location. That That's prime real estate right there, Rashawn. You already know.
0: Come on now. The, the, the thing that this is what I like about it, because of the fact that... You you want to like I'm trying to do now doing this civil unrest. I'm educating people and it's important. So if you educate people, they'll know why you are frustrated, why you're why there's a need to be upset. And maybe you will join the upset team. okay? instead of the confused team. But whereas that means that other 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 than African-Americans will be able to. Oh, what's that? And walk in there and comfortably enjoy the experience because the National Museum of African-American History and Culture in D.C. is off the chain. You can't even get yes, in that sir. place, and that's the yes, goal sir. of what you guys are trying to accomplish with the museum in Nashville. Correct?
1: Absolutely, and we're. we're I can't wait to people see it. I mean, it's. I've seen all the sketches, and I actually did a hard hat tour recently. Right. It is phenomenal. Phenomenal.
0: Now, is it free admission or donations? How How does that work?
1: Uh, as far as the entry, yes, sir. mm Hmm. Yeah, there will be uh, you can uh, purchase tickets, you know, for the, to attend the museum, you know. But yeah, there will
0: be tickets and group sales available. Awesome, that is that's important to say that. Now, has a I know I'm talking in June. I just talk, just turned June, and September is a potential. Has a lineup been set yet, or a potential? This is what we're going to do on the inaugural day of the event because you know President Obama was at the inaugural event in uh and for the African American Museum. So, what is that opening week or? Opening opening day looking like if you don't have it on your agenda yet you can tell me but I'm just trying to get some sneak 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 peek information from my listeners.
1: You know what originally, you know, before the pandemic we had this elaborate, you know, bigger grand opening for September. But due to the you know, the current circumstances, we're reevaluating everything to see what makes sense. But I will tell you that said we have it's a huge gonna be a huge celebration either way, even if we have to move the actual great opening celebration back in two months we've got some big 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 names yes. uh and even for our legend gala that we host you know annually deanna williams who you mentioned earlier the co-founder and mother of black music month she and i you know co-chaired uh you know the legend gala a couple of years ago and so we're actually going to co-chair uh the next one and honor i'll tell you one of the biggest artists in the world that's all i'll say all we'll right. Leave it right there
0: well i know come on now go biggest yeah. artists come on now we, we got them I'm not all. gonna
1: say who it is. I'm not uh, gonna. Say one
0: no. of the I'm not gonna mess. I'm not, well. gonna, mess, I'm not even gonna mess with you like that. I'm not gonna oh, mess no. with that because because <laughs> it, it's only one. You know, Michael Jackson did. Okay, I, it, she she left out there by herself. Now I'm, I'm just gonna say some
1: truth. I don't know. I just said one of the biggest artists. It's all open uh, <laughs> to interpretation. You know, talking about you know, everyone.
0: Like, uh, I, I, all I love it. I love it. I love talking to you. Now <laughs> let's, let's talk about uh, what are some of the ways in your eyes you see music industry changing over the next several years? Because you know we have we've seen how labels and And people are dropping their own music, the the growth of digital and everything as far as the music industry is concerned. What do you see now with the music industry over the next several years, Phil?
1: I I see the uh, increased growth of our uh, independent labels. I think we're going to see even more. We've seen a huge rise already, but I think we're going to see more. Uh, uh, indie labels uh, popping up, and just having more strategic partnerships with majors. There'll always be a place for major record labels because the, the added services and the value they add with, you know, some of the accounts and on the licensing level. There's a lot of value that majors add. So I still see majors having a place. I just think the relationship will change. I think we're going to see a huge increase of uh, independent labels and artists and producer only. I think we're going to see wow. a big rise. Wow. Right,
0: yeah. right. I know I, in my intro I just spoke generic. I said music industry, academic, television producer and all that stuff. But tell us about some of the artists that you 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 manage and some of the people you've had at your label that you've worked with. So people get a clear understanding feel of your body work and why I'm so high on you, you know, your accomplishment at such a young age and your your television uh, features that you've been out to, that you pitched and as well as Adam executed. Tell us about it a little bit more in detail and, uh, you know, the floor is yours, as they say, Phil. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, uh, on, the, on the management side, you know, I, you know I, I'm a little bit older than I look, uh, but, you know, I've uh, I managed everyone from Faith Evans to Kenny Lattimore. To the group SWV, you know, I was instrumental in reuniting them many years back and worked with them. So I've worked with a, w- a wide range there. Uh, I've managed actors, you know, Mac Wilde. I worked with Michael B. Jordan for a brief stint. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've worked with a wide range of talent. Uh, in addition to producing some of you know great TV shows for Lifetime, I did a surviving content movie uh, that was you know biopic on Mr. I've also done you know the RnB diva series and The Man's World on uh, for BET and TV One. Those shows have lived on. But yeah, just you know, those are just some of the artists, and then on when I worked at a, my previous company, E One, you know, I worked with the likes of Layla Hathaway. We won three Grammys together for her live album, and had you know nine yeah. weeks to nine weeks number one with the song "Angel." Mm. Uh, but also had the pleasure of working with the iconic. Early Caesar. Mm. It was instrumental. I worked with my fr- my family over at W&W, uh, you know, mm-hmm. to uh, secure her, her star on the Walk of Fame, That's on Hollywood crazy. Walk of Fame. That was, so, again, so again I, I've worked with some of the best of the best, and I'm completely grateful I would do it again. Uh, but, yeah, just grateful to have all these different touch points with people in TV, music, film. This It's incredible. Well,
0: well, the thing about it is, you know, I've been fortunate to slide along that same run, you know, being a talent manager, which is a whole different lane. And being a a television producer is a whole different lane. Dropped a a CD with uh, my man Isley, with Ron Isley back in the day when he was over at Island Records. So each genre called for a different hat. How do you manage all the different hats and maintain your sanity? My team. Mm
1: -hmm. My team in each area, with each venture and each relationship, whether it's an artist I'm managing, whether it's a TV show I'm producing, or whether it's my day-to-day at the label, it is the team in those respective areas that I rely on and trust and support because I may have the initial baby. You know how it is, Rashawn, we may have that initial idea, yes, but sir. we're nothing without the people to help us execute it. Yes. So I gotta I gotta give credit to my team. I could not do it. So whether it's my production crew on one of my T V or film projects mm-hmm. or again my artists that I may manage, all of the day to day people, the accountants, the the attorneys, the assistants, like we couldn't do it without them. Right. So that—that that is how I'm able to balance and juggle it all, and it is a juggle. But I'm also making sure I'm getting, making time for me as well—my mental, my physical, my, my just my overall sanity. so that's important too.
0: Awesome, awesome. In closing, you know, I, I, you know, gospel music. Does gospel music get the respect? It gets as far as, uh, you know, you have pop, you have R&B, hip-hop, and all these genres kind of like explode in, 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 in the industry as far as video or views, as far as sales what and, and gospel has influences influences it at all? You know, it's it, it the it, it's the basis of everything happening. Pop, soul, R and B, all that hip hop. What what is what? Is, what are your, What is the state of your thoughts about gospel music as a genre? When you talk about music in general,
1: you know what. Gospel has gone back. You know, you think back to the to the 17, 17th century. Man, mm-hmm. gospel has been around. Yes, It's sir. one of those beginning genres, the foundations of what we call American music to this day. Yes, sir. Uh, actually, actually, during the pandemic, gospel, interesting enough, was one of the few genres that we saw an increase in mm-hmm. streaming and downloads. Yes, sir. That is, that that you know, so that that is a testament to the longevity and no gospel it's not going anywhere i mean we just did a versus online battle uh with a celebration should i say with kirk franklin and fred hammond you know uh, just to, you know a little while ago and just to see the outpouring of love and support from everybody from carrie washington to snoop Dogg, just literally mm-hmm. a part of this celebration and just to see the members and people celebrating Rashawn, mm-hmm. gospel music mm-hmm. on the big stage mm-hmm. and so gospel absolutely i think it's going to get better some of these new artists Uh, In the marketplace, like your current Hawthorne, your Travis Green, your Jonathan McReynolds, this it's a bright spot. It's a bright spot for gospel going forward. So we're going to continue to celebrate with Kurt Franklin and Yolanda Adams and our Mary Mary and the people we know and love. But we're also going to pay it forward. But I I think the future looks extremely bright for gospel well, music well and said, the numbers just like that.
0: And you said Travis Green. I love that young man. Lecrae. Yeah. Love that young man. Yeah, Lecrae.
1: Oh, you know. that's
0: my brother. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's a beautiful thing. Uh, as usual, I want to thank you for coming on the show. You owe me Kurt Franklin's video. And you owe me yeah. anybody else you need to drop. Bring in the Rashawn McDonald. I drop it on all my social media. I got a 90,000 fan club base that I send out every Friday at 9 a.m. Newsletter that goes out. I will support you, Phil. You are my man. You are my inspiration. Thank you. You're perfectly tied to the label. Inspiration is the number one label in gospel music. Phil, thank you for coming on Money Making Conversations.
1: Thank you, Rashawn. I appreciate you, brother.
0: My next guest is an award-winning broadcaster she's often seen on pop on the popular tv one series i see all the time unsung because she is a celebrity strategist that's why she knows everybody who has coached (laughs) everyone from Rihanna to TI. She is an in-demand speaker and CEO of Influence Entertainment, a beautiful website. I'm I'm, I'm driving people to this website. I went to the website and got jealous. Not not only jealous because how beautiful it looked, but how beautiful you looked. Okay, I'm going, hey man, I need to to work with her. (laughs) Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, the mother of Black Music Month, Deanna Williams.
3: Oh, Rashawn, thank you for that beautiful introduction, and you've got me over here blushing. And no, I don't think I know as many people as you do. <laughs> no, no,
0: no. I'm looking at the website now. Nah. You know, got her arms folded, got that little great in uh, the big earrings, uh, the jewelry. I'm going like this. Guy is ah! uh, influence, uh, entertainment, refinement, and communication. Because you know, when people come on my show, Deanna, I do my research. I don't just like you know they'll send me like five to ten questions like well, oh that's cool that's cool I, let me let me find out some more stuff and so so when I, and, they, and you are a branding expert that's what you do and so I always look you know I always look at people and say well different what they do uh, like some people say they do social media and I go to them and they they have no followers I go okay okay if they cannot build in their brand, how are they gonna build my brand? and so mm. so if you're an influence person if you're a branding expert a strategist and I go to your website and I go And that's what I do. I go, wow, this is hot. And I just scroll down, you know. Just come on down, you know. Absolutely necessary, the need for effective communication. You know, star after star, my boy Charlie Wilson on here. You know, Pitbull, uh, mm-hmm. Alan Iverson, just let you know that's a versatile roster that she deals with here. And then she come down here with her hand on, you know, hand underneath her chin, a little, you know, a little pensive look of success. You know, you know, got the got the Empire State Building, the aerial shot on the corporate roster, letting you know she's not just dealing with talent she has fortune 500 companies on her roster and it's just a beautiful thing that you're doing tell us about this website before we start talking about anything else because i've walked everybody through this website How oh, much participation did you, did you have involved in this deanna the floor is yours to talk about your website your website influenceentertainment.com
3: Yes, it is. Thank you. I have to give credit to Lifestar Media Group who designed it and also my VP, Sarah Swiskey who keeps it updated. And these are people that I've had the good fortune of working with over the past 26 years. Mm-hmm. I've coached CEOs of record companies. I've coached Kathy Hughes, the CEO of Urban One. Uh, tons of artists, athletes, business leaders thought leaders and it is just my passion and it is what it is the divine that I've been given it's just the blessing to be able to help other people recognize their strengths and weaknesses and in that process it's allowed me to grow as a professional, as a mother, as a woman, as a member of my community. So I love what I do, mm-hmm. and I do what I love.
0: Well, you know, it's really important because, you know, we, we met the, through an interview. Then we mm-hmm. met again at the uh, Los Angeles mm-hmm. when you were being honored, um, mm-hmm. and uh, the legends uh, ED, Living Legend Foundation. Foundation which I yeah. was honored several years ago and it's one of the blessings I keep it on my it's one up there with my Emmy it's up there with my uh-huh. my Image Awards it's up there with every award I got I got my Legends right in the middle because it's a beautiful plaque that they give you such
2: uh, a beautiful uh, yes, and, and, yes, and, you know
0: when, you, when somebody honors you like that Deanna -hmm. Tell me, tell the walkers through the steps of that, because that's 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 about a legacy. That's about trust. That's about relationships. That's about people Mm -hmm. saying you you accomplish things in life in the entertainment world that's unique. And more importantly, you give back. May not always be financially, but you give back because you don't just ignore other people's, you know, flaws or other people's missteps. You're there to support and mentor. Talk to us about that.
3: Absolutely. Well, I'm sure you can speak volumes to this with the awards that you just cited. Your multiple Emmys and (laughs) NAACP, tons of awards. You don't do the work for awards. However, when your peers and your community acknowledges that you have been super serving, you feel good. The event that you're referring to is the Living Legends Foundation yes. in October in Los Angeles. I had the esteemed honor of receiving a Lifetime Achievement Award. I've been working in the music industry since 1973 is when I first got my, my check on an ongoing basis. Mm-hmm. I was on the air at 96.3 WHUR. I'm sure you're very familiar with My the favorite station. station in D.C., one of mine as well. <laughs> mine it, it gave me my start, Bob Nighthawk Terry. Uh and so you you when you get those kinds of recognition, you just you feel good. It's something that you can go like my mother, my children, my family and friends and say, Your support of me, my endeavors, my time away from you, traveling to be with my clients, going all over the world. This is this is the sum total. This is the bottom line. So, you know, like you, I have many, many awards, but the greatest award for me is uh, the love. Yes. The recognition yes. of love and yes. appreciation that I get from people I But, you that know, I, now, I, I have
0: that. to agree with that because of the fact that mm-hmm. uh, I always tell people, you know, you might not like me, but I'll, as long as you respect me, we good. Cause, mm, cause how about I fight, that? I fight for respect. I fight for respect. Yes. I fight for respect for my client or any product mm-hmm. I represent. It's about respect because in the end... Yes. Wanting to be liked is cool. That's all right. But I don't Mm -hmm. think that I don't think your legacy can be built on wanting to be liked, but your legacy can be built on what you accomplish and how much people respect you. And that's and that's what we're I'm leaning towards in this conversation about all the people who have come to you for advice. Walk us through Mm. that step because, you know, I've had my success with a limited amount of people. I know a lot of people. And a lot of people have, I've not managed them or or put them on my roster and they come to me, advice. I get texts, I get phone calls, I get emails. But you, they've come to you and said, hey, you are the one. How did you make the transition to that role?
3: Mm, Excellent question. So I started in the industry as a broadcaster, radio, I just Mm -hmm. referenced. 96.3 WHUR, where I started as Ebony Moonbeams was my radio handle. And I did that, I then left DC, went to New York, which is my hometown. I grew up in the Bronx and Harlem and Manhattan. And Frankie Crocker, who was then the Dean of Black Radio, hired me at WBLS, which remains much like WHUR, Heritage Station in New York, and a voice, a clarion voice in the Black community. Mm -hmm and other communities as well. Uh Skip Dillard is the current program director. My man. But anyway, I yes, he's I love him. He has just he's just such a he's just so accomplished and wonderful. But I one day I was um I took a break from radio, and I started managing an artist by the name of Gary Taylor. He's a songwriter-producer who wrote Just Gets Better With Time for The Whispers. Mm -hmm. He wrote Good Love for Anita Baker, just a very talented writer-producer artist. And Sharon Haywood was the head of um, the record label at that point, the Black Music Division. Took me to lunch one day, and she said, you know, Deanna, I've been watching you. Artists seem to like you, and you seem to be able to communicate with them. You should do artist development. And I was like, Really, Sharon? I had never considered it. <laughs> and then at that point, I just started doing a big dive to explore it. You know, Sharon. Mm-hmm. Sharon Haywood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sharon Absolutely. Haywood suggested. But my first job came from Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis's record label. And I coached a group named Solo. And from that point, Rashawn, my phone has not stopped ringing. I have never advertised, I do not solicit. And uh, after solo, I worked with Vertical Hole, Angie Stone's group, then I worked with D'Angelo, who to this day is my closest confidant, best friend, you know, beloved, care for him deeply, and uh, like I said, the phone Just hasn't stopped ringing. So I'm typically hired by publicists, Mm -hmm. managers in some cases, I've had artists, Um, And then again, as we discussed outside of our conversation, I've worked with athletes and I worked with Roy Jones Jr. when Mm -hmm. he was heavyweight boxer. Mm -hmm. So it's been a mix of people that I've had the opportunity to work with. And I discovered that it was a passion. I relish seeing people accomplish their dreams. It's I really, really do and I, I, I love that I love to see people be successful
0: it's really it's really interesting because you're telling the truth and I would just tell you if you ever try to get in this business and as a as a a person who sits down there all these individuals want is the truth mm-hmm. but how you tell them the truth is the key and but also also the fact that you have to be able to tell them sometimes actually how it is because yeah I talk to them all the time I said when you represented by William Mars or ICM or CA they got 10,000 clients over there mm-hmm. and all mm-hmm. of them are hustling from anywhere from five to 10 percent commission so that means that you're just a card note a house note or whatever now mm-hmm. she'll tell you herself she's on the end when, when after the deal is done they talking to you Deanna they're talking mm-hmm. to Rashawn yeah. McDonald the agents yeah. know where to be fine they know where to be found mm-hmm. then you know Mm-mm-mm-mm. when they frustrated when things don't go right they come to after the agent doesn't talk to you they come talk to you they come mm-hmm. talk to me and that part yeah. of the conversation really grows you as an individual and as we reflect on what we've done in our lives what do you think you've taken away the most from giving people advice. What what nuggets have you brought back into your life? I guess the question I'm trying to ask you, Deanna.
3: Absolutely, but you know, you're absolutely right because with every client that I work with, I glean, I learn, mm-hmm. I apply to my own situation, mm-hmm. uh, I take away some of the values and the, and the lessons. Right. Uh, last night, I worked with a, a gospel, inspirational gospel artist, and I told her at the conclusion of our session, I was like, "I've now you've imbued me, I've been lifted and inspired by what you have shared with me in your journey, mm-hmm. and so it is constantly a learning process for me, I am not empirical, I do not know it all, but I do know a lot Lot. Uh, I was a college dropout. I went back to Temple University, got my degree, and it strengthened me yes, it as did. an artist development media coach. So she's a person
0: that it's very few people who have come into my life because I'm a real uh, solo person. If yeah, you know, I, I really. Um, I think all the time I would tell people there's 24 hours in a day, learn to use every hour. I'm that type of person. I go to bed and actually know what I'm going to do when I get up. That allows me the motivation to get up. And so when she interviewed me, I would say I would call this industry love. I just fell in love with her. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> her energy, her vision, what well, she's accomplished, because she's so humble, and that's a, that's a quality that I have. You know, a lot of people, yeah. you've done a lot, Rashawn. You don't you don't hype yourself enough. Well, I don't have time to be hyping myself because. I have so many other things I want to do. That's a that's an accomplishment I have achieved. Now one of the great Well, you're not
3: leading with the ego. That's what I would say. You're You're not leading with your ego. See. Mm
0: -hmm. See, when you're with special people, they give you extra terminology to carry you forward. (laughs) You know that's in the you know that's in the book now. I don't lead with my ego. I don't need to tell people my resume. I don't need to Uh go to the mountaintop and tell people i'm standing on top they can see me yeah. they can see you there exactly <laughs> exactly black music month okay mm-hmm. when did it start
3: june black music month was started in 1979 it was actually june 7th 1979 on the lawn of the white house right then president jimmy carter and his wife Rosalind hosted, oh, approximately 300 music industry leaders. Mm-hmm. There was a concert, a performance with Chuck Berry, uh, Sarah Powell, who was a classical singer, Dexter Wanzel led the MFSB orchestra, um, Evelyn Champagne King performed as well. It was a great day, and it was a picnic on the lawn mm. with tons of very accomplished Black folks. And so that was the very first, celebration. And it was done at the um, encouragement of the then Black Music Association that was founded by my ex, Kenny Gamble, who's one of the architects of the Sound of Philadelphia, Rock and Roll Hall of Famer, multiple Grammy Award winner. Uh, So we went that day and it was a beautiful event that celebrated not just Black artistry, but American music, which is why it is important for us to celebrate June Black Music Month. It's an opportunity for us, a concentrated month, for us to recognize the contributions of people in the past, this generation of music makers, and the ones to come. And I'm not just talking about the artist on the mic. I'm talking about the songwriters, the producers, right. the engineers, the people in the pressing plants, folks who work at... Apple Music, Spotify, Tidal, the streaming digital services, any and everybody involved in the production of music and its consumption, Rashawn, I'm talking also about consumers. So anybody who loves black music, and I might add that while it's a concentrated period of time for us to celebrate American music made by black folks, Mm -hmm. it's something that we celebrate every single day of our lives. Starting when you heard your mama's heartbeat, absolutely. It started then, and it will continue until your very last breath. You know, because we consume huge quantities of music. Absolutely, on a daily
0: basis. it's really interesting because um, uh, music plays a, such an important role in my life. You know, I've been mm-hmm. fortunate uh, to. Understand music of the 60s, the 70s, 80s, and each each decade is a transition. You know, went from the 60s mm-hmm. that pop sound of the Temptations, Four Tops, Diana Ross. That music, Marvin mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Gaye shifted us. You know, shifted us, and then the funk landed. You know, in the 70s, the funk landed. Mm-hmm. Then I went into the you know the disco, and then the then then the New Edition drug me out of the. Pulled me out of it. It Pulled me out of the disco, <laughs> you know, and uh, and then we and then we came into when well, Steve and I started doing radio in two thousand, you know, where I uh, you know fusion, you know Jill Scott, you know Kim, mm-hmm. Alicia Keys, uh, Charlie Wilson came back, and mm-hmm. and rap of course was running uh, running rampant all that time. But I was I, w- I was driving the other day, and I I I, I have this like a, like a two hundred songs I have. Uh, on Pandora, I was just on my little playlist. And I realized that there are songs that I relate to, and I think about the person that I'm with, or experiencing that moment with, and I go, you know something? I bet you this song doesn't even mean that much to that person that I'm thinking about when I hear this song. And that's what music is to me and to everybody. It's that moment that's important to you when you hear it again, or you heard it for the very first time, mm-hmm. it may not be important to you, Diana. That same song, mm-hmm. and we may be, and I may be thinking about you in that song. I may be yeah. thinking think about that when we were dancing, what we were eating, what mm-hmm. club we were in. But that's when yeah. I think about Black Music Month. That's what I think about. I think about the memory. emotion, the memory. The that's emotion, important yeah. to me. You know, might not be important to you, but the music is important to everybody because everybody has that same moment tied to some song. That's what right, black music well, well, means to me. Right.
3: Well, here we go. So there you go. So you're talking about the feeling, the yes. kinetic energy that yes. music gives you. Yes. It has been proven through myriad of scientific studies that music when it's processed by the brain releases certain chemicals that make us feel good right so music it, it, it is a healing force i mean i'd rather listen to like you were talking about the temptations one of my all-time favorite groups rather than take some medicine if i'm feeling down mm-hmm. and
2: depressed. Mm-hmm. i'd
3: rather get up and dance because it's going to re- release endorphins in my body mm-hmm. so music is one a universal language right. two it is a healing force provided to us by Almighty God, and I respect what everybody believes, but that's what I believe. And the other thing that we need to discuss is that it is one of America's greatest financial exports around the planet. Isn't that crazy? To the tune of not... That hundreds, thousands, millions, but billions yes. and many billions of dollars. Last year, the music industry generated approximately $20 billion. And I need to go on the record here now and say much of that generated by black people. Mm-hmm. We don't get to participate in the ownership as much as we ought to, mm-hmm. but we are generating billions of dollars from just the sales of music and then on top of that our music influences culture look at it across the board commercials I was watching a TV commercial the other day and they were using Miles Davis music I was like look at this from kind of blue right. miles has been dead for years right but look his music and it invoked a certain kind of feeling when I listened to it. Right. so music is used to sell everything from cars to soap, to cereal, you name it, music is, our music is a money generating, you talking about money making? Yes. Black music is a money making entity and one of our greatest exports globally.
0: With that being said, you know, now you're on the board, you're a board member of the National Museum of African American Music which is being built in Nashville, That so where, where are we at with that and the, the realization mm-hmm. that it's going to happen?
3: Oh, I love this museum. It is it is the culmination of all of my work as a music activist in the industry awesome. for many years. The museum is very close to being finished, and we are no different. We've been impacted by the pandemic that mm-hmm. we are all currently mm-hmm. going through. However, we're anticipating that it will be finished. Uh, we're looking to do our grand opening in the fall near Labor Day, and if in fact things have not cleared up and there's, you know, we're going to put measures in effect that will allow people to be able to come into the museum. However, if that does not happen where we cannot physically have people come in yet, Mm -hmm. we are going to do a virtual uh, opening, a soft opening, and of course, uh, as time progresses and it's safe for human beings to congregate, then of course we will open. But this is a museum, an endeavor that started uh, 2002 and has been going on ever since $60 million raised. We only have a few more million dollars to raise to finish things. Mm -hmm. But it is, um, I am also the chair of the music industry relations committee that uh, consists of people who are movers and shakers in the music industry who share our cultural values and want to get the message out, not just to America, but to the world at large that African-American black music is a cultural gem and also an economic engine. So I'm excited to be on the board. It's led by Henry Hicks, he's the CEO and president. We have uh, an esteemed group of people on our board who work diligently to preserve, promote and protect our music and culture so I, I'm inviting you now Rashawn you got to come I'm looking at Fifth day. and Broadway Fifth and Broadway yes Fifth and Broadway <laughs> in the heart of downtown Nashville across the street from the original Ryman Auditorium under a groove coming Labor was, Day 2020 there you go you know I'll be on, on my go.
0: information come on I'll be yes. on my information 55, yes, 56,000 know square feet facility yes. that will encourage yes. visitors to discover the central role of African Americans that played in shaping and creating all genres of American music
3: Wow. Amen. Wow. Yes. Why, why it, it Nashville? Is why Nashville? Why did yes. you put in Nashville? Good good question. Okay. I, let's see, I want to say maybe six, seven years ago, I got a letter from mm-hmm. Henry Hicks, who's mm-hmm. the CEO of the museum, telling me about this effort. And when I saw Nashville, I must tell you, I got, I got an attitude. I was like, Nashville? <laughs> right, that's, right. That's country that's music country, city. Country what, country. what, 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 what? Mm-hmm. And he came to Philadelphia. He said, may I come to Philly and meet with you? And I said, yes. I was polite sat with them, had dinner. And after that dinner, I told them sold. I'm I'm there. And at first I became a member of the advisory board and started dipping my toe in the pond to get to know these people and see the movement. And as time progressed, I did two fundraisers. I co-chaired with Bill Thornton, who is the um, head of RCA mm-hmm. Inspiration. Mm-hmm. Bill, very good friend as well. Mm-hmm. And we chaired two events, two galas, and raised money for the museum. Honored Charlie Wilson, Niall Rogers, Mona Scott Young, uh, Yolanda Adams, Kev Moe. It was a beautiful evening. But I decided... to to put my energies into this museum and started learning about the musical history of black folks in Nashville. The first major ambassadors of black music around the world were the Fisk Jubilee Singers out of Nashville, Tennessee. So what I didn't know, as much as I knew about black music, I don't know at all, but I learned that Nashville was a a center of music, not just in the gospel arena, but all genres of music. Yes, it was.
0: Yes, it was. Uh,
3: So... So anyway, the, the the civic, the government, the private sector all came together. Mm-hmm. Initially, this was going to be a Black History Museum, but it changed over the years. And again, as I said, sixty million dollars later, and as you've seen from going to our website, the National Museum of African American Music It is a wonderful institution. I did a hard hat visit last year right. and literally tears came to my eyes because I said, I look forward to bringing my grandson, my friends and family. And for people who don't know about our culture as much as they should, they'll learn when they go to the museum, Fifth and Broadway, Nashville, Tennessee, Music City.
0: Thank you, thank you. She is an in Man Speaker and CEO of Influence Entertainment. Thank you, Diana Williams, for coming on Money Making Conversations.
3: Rashawn, thank you for all you do to lift our culture, our economic engines. I have great regards for you in the words of Aretha Franklin, R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Okay, <laughs> respect you. for you. I appreciate uh-huh.
0: you. She's the mother of Black Music Month. My next guest is a dear friend. She, this year, she performed America the Beautiful at the Super Bowl. I watched it. I was <laughs> slapping my This That's my girl. That's my girl. That's my girl. <laughs> she is a former school teacher, an HBCU graduate. And a proud mom, She's a Grammy winning, a Grammy award winning gospel superstar who is abundant with love, faith, and wisdom. She is on the show to talk about her Yolanda Adams handbags, her Yolanda Adams bath and beauty line. Please welcome back to Money Making Conversations, my friend Yolanda Adams.
2: Hello there, (laughs)
0: Rashad. Well, yeah, I'm happy to have you on the show. Uh, My staff, when we were going through the book, it's Rashad. Rashad, it's Rashad. It's Yolanda Adams time. What do you mean? You know, every year by May yolanda uh-huh. comes on the show because you uh-huh. helped me launch my show in 2017 and every year you come on the show and uh my my listeners love you they 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 the ones they don't know you become fans of yours and uh and just show you how much i you know we, we're, we're going to talk about the yolanda adams handbag in a minute but this week I, every 9 a.m i send my um my newsletter out to my fans. I got over 90,000 fan club members and (laughs) and your, and your link was the most clicked link in the uh, newsletter for the handbags. And they are beautiful too, by the way, they are amazing handbags. Tell us about that right quick. Well,
4: first of all, you know, I am a a girly girl. (laughs) I grew up with uh, a girly girl as a mom and a girly girl as a grandma. Mm -hmm. Um, of my grandmas were girly girls mm-hmm. so uh we always matched the handbags the scarves the gloves the uh shoes everything was you know you had a you had a specific thing that went with a specific thing mm-hmm. and you know the the older i got you know the more prosperous i got i was able to buy some things that uh you know cost a little money and then i started figuring i'm like now wait a minute I'm giving all these people all this money. <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: what about my fans? Because people always ask me, who are you wearing? Mm-hmm. Uh, who is that buy? Mm-hmm. And I, I, I started thinking, now, my fans can't buy a, uh, all of my fans, I'll right. say, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, can't buy a $600 bag. Right. But what if I could give them the same quality uh, and the same fashion the same design the same classic styles at a fraction of the price and then they could take a piece of yolanda home with them or you know ship it to a loved one or whatever and that's pretty much how it happened and of course you know we are surrounded by amazing people who do all types of things you know there's no sense in me trying to reinvent the wheel if someone has already there you go done it mm-hmm. and that's one that's one of the things that you have taught so well when you know someone who does something merge with them mm-hmm. you know uh, mm-hmm. you know do a joint venture or something like that with them so that you come you both come out on top right and we talked to the manufacturer and they were like oh of course we love you and we think that that would be a we would have a, a great synergy there because synergy is very important. You know, really both is. both sides are doing something that uh, makes both of them happy and making money at the same time.
0: It really is about that. You know, let's let's talk about the collection because you know, I, I got it pulled up because I I, I got I got. Six sisters, and uh, I'm gonna buy. <laughs> I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna tell you something. I didn't. I just want to announce to you. You will get a a, a little little surge from the McDonald name because oh, the sweet. clutches <laughs> are outstanding. The crossbody is outstanding. The everything bag is outstanding. The the leather handbags. The neon. Oh, the neon bags are beautiful. You know, and mm-hmm. the the totes. The shoulder bags. The satchels. It's just uh, the wallets. It's just, how much involvement did you have in the whole? Putting together the collection, Yolanda.
4: Well, here's the thing. I'm always hands-on because Mm -hmm. I want to know, number one, I want to know what my customer is getting. Right. That's the first thing. Mm -hmm. I will never put out a product that I don't use and carry myself. Right. When you see me show up to anything, whether it's a red carpet or whatever, if I have a bag in my hand, it's a YA bag.
0: Mm. It, love that. It, it, YA bag. I love that. <laughs>
4: there you go. If you see me going to church, mm-hmm. it's a Y a bag. If you see me, you know, out uh, having dinner, well, before the pandemic, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's a YA bag. And, and again... I know that the quality of these bags are so amazing because the manufacturer is the same guy who does um, bags for Bergdorf, does bags for uh, Macy's and uh, Bloomingdale's and all of those places. So that was definitely important to me. Next was the design and the fashion flair. Awesome design be on point with what's out there right now Mm. because i don't want anybody saying well you know i like her bags but you know they're like about uh you know that Mm would
2: have
4: been nice in the the 90s no 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 we are on par with what what happens during fashion week every twice a year so you'll you'll never see um you know, unless it's a classic bag, right. like the Taylor bag, like the Boss Lady bag. Right. Uh, that, you know, those are classics that can you can get them at any time, you know. Those are great. But I am not going to, you know, if flowers are in like they were last season, I am not going to not have bags without flowers.
0: Well, you know the. Uh, thank you. You know, here's the beautiful thing about I'm talking to Yolanda Adams. Um, uh, everybody knows her from her, her career as a singer. She, but I've, I've known her as a motivational person, as a, an entrepreneur. That's the side of her I always, we always speak about when she comes on Money Making Conversation, because of the fact that you know. And I love when you threw out the word "ya bag." You know, that's 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 branding to the max right there. Breaking it down, mm-hmm. making the initials mean something, and like. Yes and the 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 quality is what i'm just looking at it because of the fact that i know i can see you walking with that bag and looking normal looking like it's part of your style that's Mm -hmm. what i loved about it and that's why when i'm looking at it now i'm going wow you know but i don't feel like intimidated if a person who wasn't yolanda Adams with this bag they would look natural and they would look Dressed up, or depending on what they want, they want a satchel, they want a water, they want a wallet, they want a shoulder bag, they want a throwover. All these different options really makes for like a people, a person really can can actually buy the collection. Yes,
4: yeah, they actually can. Yeah, and and it's reasonable enough that you can buy more than one.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And.
4: It's, you know, if you want the higher end bags, we have those, but we, I refuse to make them higher than, you know, a, a certain amount because, uh, you know, I, I just think I, I want to be cognizant of where everyone is in their life. And here's the foresight of this for Sean, mm-hmm. you and I had no idea mm-hmm. that this pandemic was coming. Right. And so where a person cannot afford a thousand dollar bag, a five hundred dollar bag, a two hundred dollar bag, they can go to the website mm-hmm. and they can oh they can look at it and say, Whoa, it's, this is this bag looks similar to that twelve hundred dollar bag. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. 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 And <laughs> and, and, that's- and looking good. Looking good.
4: Yes, and nobody would know
0: the difference. And the thing about it is that that's why I, when when I brought you on the show, I want to make sure people know I'm engaged. I'm not just bringing you on the show to talk about it. And I like to believe, you know, I grew up with six sisters, you know, I, I have a sense of a, 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 that fashion of what my sisters wore or wear. And, and I've been in the entertainment business. I have a sense of what that price line that you, and then, I, then I've then i entertained everyday people. And that's what this call is about. Everyday people being able to reach into their budget. And right. But when you go to the website, when you go there and watch these bags, it, you're going to buy something. I'm just tell you, if you don't want to buy something, don't go to their website because it's going to pull you in like it pulled your boy in and now I'm six <laughs> deep with my sisters.
4: <laughs> well, here's one of the things that you have always been so brilliant in mm-hmm. and you've always taught me mm-hmm. that you always find the price point yes, that matches the people who follow you. You know, mm-hmm. I... It, I love $10,000 bags. I don't own a $10,000 bag mm-hmm. because I think that, you know, I'd rather have $10,000 worth of stock.
0: Right, right, right. Mm-hmm, uh, hmm
4: But, you know, my thing is, how many of my... Fans and family, as I call them,
2: mm-hmm.
4: would really invest, because that's an investment, in $10,000 as opposed to, let's say, uh sixty nine ninety
0: nine. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, I have to agree. And, and I'm just going to stop people out like there. People out like there buying these knockoffs, you sp- yeah, you're spending yeah. more on bad knockoffs than bad. you would for you a quality YA bag.
4: There, there you go. There you go. And you've always taught there's. There's more security in numbers than just the, you know, the branding. And, and we know branding is awesome. We yes, know that. Yes, but yes. I would rather have, a, a, I would rather sell 10,000 YA bags mm-hmm. at their price than to sell two at $10,000. There
0: you go. There you go. We're on the same page with money-making conversation. I'm speaking to Yolanda Adams. Yolanda, let me describe this. We're going to transition to her her next product that she she's she's out there selling as an entrepreneur over the years. It's called Simply Yolanda. It's a bath and body collection. Let me read this. Through the creation of the Simply Yolanda collection. She aims to improve the lives of others by improving the skin through products from high quality. Notice what I say, high quality ingredients. As Mm -hmm. Yolanda says, my passion for creating this line stems from the same passion I possess when creating music is all about being spiritually, emotionally, and physically well.
4: Yeah, balance. You have to have balance in your life. (laughs) And our, our largest organ is our skin and it's usually the uh, the part of us that we do not take care of the most right you know and that's from the top of your head to the soles of your feet as they say in the church
0: <laughs> absolutely absolutely you know and it's really about you know we we spend a lot of money at the, when it's too late for our skin you know, yeah. and, and and one of the things I want to talk about I, for some reason early on, and when I was in in high school, I, I you know I I understood my face. So I understood you know all these skin. I understood you know uh, uh, pores and getting dirt out of my pores. Washing with cold water, washing with warm water. Warm water mm-hmm. opens your pores. Cold cold water or ice closes your pores. And mm-hmm. what, what what reason I want to bring up this about is that we as African Americans and we and we know what we're dealing with in the, these pandemic times. You know we we will we will be we're higher victims of the covid-19 and it starts with care and it starts with yeah. spending time and again we come into a product bath and your bath and body collection where guess what the price point is very reasonable talk about that yeah.
4: well uh here's the thing as i got older i realized that my skin and my body were changing uh, you know me, I am a health nut. I have always taken care of myself nutritionally, spiritually, and physically and I found that the uh, the products that I was using they were costing a lot of money, and I was not seeing the results that I wanted.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: So I uh, got with a friend of ours, and um, I said, you know what? I've been thinking really hard about creating my own bath and body line. You know, that was right. when we had the candles at first. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, my gosh, if you do that, I will be a part of your your team. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, we got with a scientist who was uh, privy to some of the really higher-end um uh, cosmetics and cosmetics and, and, and pharmaceuticals and skin pharmaceuticals and all of those things that nurture the skin. And I told him, hey, this is the thing that we have to do. Correct. We have to cleanse the skin, but we have to leave a seal of moisture in there so people don't have to continually... Uh, use the souffle, you know, over and over and over again during the day because people don't have that kind of time. They get in the shower, they get out of the shower, moisturize, they're headed to work or headed to wherever they're going. Going to
0: life. <laughs> there
4: you go. And so, you you know, I know all these influencers are doing a lot of things right now, I mean, but they're in, at home in front of cameras. Right. So mm-hmm. there are real people more than $8 billion in the world that have a whole bunch to do that really don't have that kind of time. And I said, so I need, I need a body wash, mm-hmm. I need a body souffle, which is a moisturizer, right. and I need a body oil because there are some people who can't do you know, the souffle for whatever reason, but they can do the oils. Mm-hmm. And I said, I definitely need a price point where all my people can get it, But it has to be so amazing Mm -hmm. that uh, they'll come back each and every time. And we have the love and the chocolate that have been, I mean, we've been doing the Bodyline since 2012.
0: Right. We know it's really interesting because I'm going to talk to the men. Here, okay, because we always yeah. jump out there with the elbows, ashy and the ankles look like they're like we're <laughs> cracking on our. You know, we don't. You know, I I, I, I I'm gonna tell you this. I, I looked really bad the other day. My wife had to check me. Where you going? Where Where are you going with no socks? Where are you going with no socks? And so, and so that's what. Let's let's go back to the body, all okay. Yeah. So a lot of yeah. times, you know, we our skin. God gave us our, our bodies. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we all it's gonna naturally deteriorate. But it doesn't have to naturally deteriorate fast if you take no. care of it. If you take care. Yeah. Of it. That's right. And that's what this that's what this call is about. It's about it's about taking care of you and and you have a product from a stylist standpoint you can go out there from a fashion standpoint take care of your budget take care of your look now we're talking about the physical side of you when you're walking yeah. out there how you how you wash down how you put oil on your face like I, I have a bald head so you know I, I slap that body all on my head OK, There you go. And so because that's what it does for me, because I was walking out the door, you know, I would just shave and and then put a put a, a towel and wipe dry off the tile, But guess what? It would kind of like start looking like it was cracking up there, you know, until I start right. putting the body all on it. That, I'm just being honest with you, Yolanda. I, I use your products because your products make me feel better and look better.
4: Oh, uh, thank you so much. And that is, you know, that's our intention. Our intention is not just, you know. To be in your life for just the sale, right. you know. We want to know how you feel about it because that's one of the things that we say. It just feels better, you know. Um, I knew that uh, as we move into these um, these times where the sun is uh, is hotter. It mm-hmm. seems like mm-hmm. the sun is. Mm-hmm. Seems like the warmer mm-hmm. uh, climate uh, uh, it stays with us longer than the winter and the longer than. All, you know, you have to have something that combats that. And so, when men are like, "Well, what about a men's product?" Well, that's what the chocolate is for. Thank you. You know, <laughs> the chocolate is for men. You know, and and I have some brothers who use love as well because they say it reminds them of you know a, a, a softer kind of smell that they don't have to worry about whether it will clash with their cologne. Absolutely. Same thing with Chocolate is not going to clash with your cologne. I wanted to make sure that you could layer this prod, uh, product, smell good, feel good, nourish the skin, cleanse the skin, and then, you know, and, and get out there and, and do your thing in the world.
0: Well, you're doing that. That's that's why I'm just letting everybody know that just because you on a, a line that says female products, okay, these products are available for everybody, especially men. Yeah. And we're and we're always out there searching. Stop searching. Just go to uh-huh. Yolanda Adams. She, she got it. For. Right. She got product over here that allows you to to take care of your... your, your like I said, you know, the elbow, where, where, where men fail, we fail on that elbow. We uh-huh. fail on those ankles. <laughs> those ankles, we die at the toes. We forget to oil up our toes. And that's why we get bad. That's why our toes look bad in the summer. Summer's coming. Start getting those toes right by getting the right product and Yolanda I wanted to bring you on the show just to talk about that because of mm-hmm. the fact that I support you. You know, yeah. you don't have to you don't have to ask me. If if you wanna if you would not have done my interview today and I just you know this is inspiration for me, I, I get something out of this interview when you when you do it as well as you get something out of it. We both well, it's our kinship. But yes. I have yep. to support things I feel Fit our African American uh, budget. I feel that makes them look good, but I get tired of us going out there buying products that don't. Uh that don't suit your budget, buying knockoffs, buying products that look extreme, but you can buy a collection of you can buy a collection of your handbags, you can buy a collection of your products, and you can keep winning. That's you know, that's a that's the beauty of what you're doing with your brands, Yolanda. Have you have you taken to like everybody's doing these Instagram lives and have you have you done like a little store yet? Live online yet? Have you done we're, that yet?
4: You know, we're about to, you know, Ooh, thank off, you. have the uh, I had the um, the Oprah thing. I uh-huh. had a bunch of things, you know, and, and I am very protective uh-huh. of my social family. Uh-huh. I don't want to, you know, be out there just to be out there. I uh-huh. want, you know, I I, I, pr- I protect my people. Yes, ma'am. And when, you know, when when um, when the pandemic started, I talked to all of my manufacturers. I talked to all of my distributors. I'm like, listen, I need a portion of this money to go to you know, feed the hungry. Mm -hmm. I need a portion of this money to go to cooking for kids. I Mm -hmm. need a portion of this money to go to so and so and so and so. Mm -hmm. So when you buy any YA product or simply Yolanda product, Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. are really pouring in, you know, you may not be able to go out and feed somebody because there's a stay at home thing in your state or in your city. Mm -hmm. But can know that with the purchase of these things, you are actually feeding people, you are actually providing water, you're actually providing clothing, awesome. you're actually providing uh, assistance to the homeless folks who don't have what you have. So, you know, it's, it's always been, and, and that's another thing that you have always taught us as well, have a good cause. Yes. uh surrounding your brand yes. don't just take 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 yes. be in the position to give and i am so thankful that i am in the position to give
0: awesome let's uh we i want to make sure oh that uh, i get clear what i'm asking you to do i'm asking you have you considered just going live with your bags mm-hmm. and, and your daughter is that going to mm-hmm. happen because i want to promote it because i just see this as a you know qvc ya Bath yes. and body moment because that's what people are accepting that that the pandemic has shown us that people are are in tune especially African american community are in tune with going online we understand the online process and we know <laughs> you have a reputable name so if we buy what you are offering we're gonna get it so exactly. where where are you at in the planning stages with that
2: if it's gonna well, uh,
4: well we're almost uh, of course you know everything has to go through uh attorney yes
2: make- <laughs> mhm mm-hmm. <laughs>
4: So uh Mr. Ricky uh, attorney Ricky Anderson mm-hmm. and I Mm-hmm. are getting that sealed up and before uh, before the uh, middle of June we will have all of that done.
0: Okay, let me know so I can apply my social media to it and my fan clubs and drive traffic just like I did tra- drove traffic to President Obama for his HBCU speech on Saturday. And so yes. it's, it's using our relationships that build that. But before we close, I got to, you know, we always have uh, two amazing people we love. They're our daughters. My daughter yeah. goes to University of Houston. Your daughter goes to Howard University. Uh, Uh, Any updates? It's brag time right now, because I'm going to brag in a minute. I'm going to let you brag first.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Well, she has successfully finished her sophomore year. Mm -hmm. She is now a uh, uh, a matriculating junior, as they say. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yes,
5: yes, yes.
4: Mm -hmm. (laughs) A thriving junior. And um, the the, uh, pandemic, you know, the stay-at-home, you know, quarantine kind of thing, kind of got to her at first because she was so used to uh, the camaraderie mm-hmm. of, uh, you know, being around uh, everybody, but it, it made her stronger in the end mm-hmm. because, of course, they were Zooming and uh, FaceTiming mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. You know, doing all the Skypes and stuff like that, and and it showed her how strong she really was.
2: Yes, yes.
4: And yes. so, I, I, you know, I told her, I'm like, hey, it, this pandemic this quarantine should teach you who who you are even more Mm
0: -hmm. Mm
4: -hmm. and it did
0: you know it's really interesting you're saying that because that happened with my daughter you know she she'll be she finishes this semester she will be a senior Moving forward, of course, she closed out her classes online at the University of Houston. And and at first, when she came home, she was just in her room all the time, you know, just on her computer. And then she started coming out and said, "You know, Dad, you need me to do something for you. You need me to go somewhere with you. I got the, you know, got the mask. They got nobody. She knows about social distancing. She travels with the hand sanitizer. I got she's quipped. She got a kit when she leaves the house. And so and so I watching how she's starting to clean up the house. I've, I've And we were sitting on the porch on Sunday. I sat down and just talked to her and I just. Uh, having mature conversations with my daughter is something that I've never had because I'm always traveling and I'm always been on the road, and so I know that watching a young lady, a young girl become a young lady, as you're watching a young girl become a young lady, and and, uh-huh. and watching them deal with global stress for the first time in their lives un- uh-huh. that wasn't planned. That's when you know. You know, you tell your kid you're going to graduate, you got to get a job, but nobody uh-huh. saw this coming, and so that's a stress. What you're saying, I understand because I've seen it play out in my daughter. And I tell right. everybody, it's a blessing to see. take your time and walk through them with conversation. Don't you agree?
4: Oh, my gosh, yes. That's the, uh, the biggest thing you can give your child is time and an ear.
0: Wow. That's awesome. Well, Yolanda, I won't won't, won't hold you any longer. You know, again, I wanted to bring you on the show to talk about your YA, uh, Yolanda Adams handbags, which you you can get online right now or you can go to my newsletter. And also this week I'll be promoting uh, the uh, Bath and Beauty line, which is uh, simply Yolanda, (laughs) which is amazing. I use it. I use it for my head. I use it for my ankles. Your boy be yolanda up. Now I got to go online today and buy some bags for my sisters so they can start smiling. I wish I saw this link before Mother's Day, but I didn't see it. So they're going to get it for Memorial Day weekend. Amen. All right, my friend, you be safe and thank you for it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm a, I'm a get in touch with Ricky to get some more uh some more uh, photos so we can do the uh Bath and Beauty uh uh line collection today and this week in the newsletter. If you get a little bump in there because of your handbag, knows your boy out here promoting you.
2: Okay. you oh, <laughs> out, right?
0: All right, stay strong, my right. love. June is Black Music Month. My guest is a legendary artist manager, executive producer, and a music executive. His talent credits include a diverse array of artists, including Tupac Shakur, Stanley Clark, N.W.A., Digital Underground, and the World Class Wrecking Crew. He continues to manage both Shock G, leader of Digital Underground, as well as the group, the uh, and the group, the catalog of my man Johnny Guitar Watson. Wow. Please welcome to my man, to the Money Making Conversation. We've got a lot to talk about. You, you cannot have a conversation with somebody that has Johnny Guitar Watson in Tupac Shakur in the same conversation and Rashawn McDonald. Well, does not get excited about that. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, my man, Adrian Gregory. How you doing, sir?
5: I'm doing good. Thank you for uh, <laughs> for extending this invitation to money making conversations. I absolutely appreciate it. And uh, yes, Johnny Guitar Watson and Tupac Shakur in the, in the same conversation, along with <laughs> Stanley Clark and uh, solo piano groove. There's a there's a lot going on on. Um, multiple varieties of uh,
0: genre. Well, you know, first of all, I, I, you know, I'm talking about the past. We're going to talk about the current because you got it going okay. on currently. You know, but but you know, I, when you when you when you meet it, uh, you're a talent too. I I know that uh, I manage Steve Harvard, managed, uh, managed Steve Harvey currently. Managed managed Steve Harvey from 2000 officially from 2000 to 2016. I currently uh-huh. manage Stephen A. Smith. So you're a talent, and so. As a, as a talent, as a manager, it takes a lot, especially when you're dealing with personalities. And to, I always tell people, you have to kind of stay ahead of the ignorance when you're managing people because you never know what's running through their mind or what's going to happen the next day, especially with social media out there, and they can just start posting stuff. Back in the day, you had to do a press conference, you know, if you want to come out yeah. there and just start talking. Today, they can just wake up. Not even wake up. They can just roll over in bed and just start typing,
2: uh-huh.
0: and, uh, <laughs> and, 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 which means as a talent... Talk about um, what it takes to be a manager, but more importantly, what it takes to be a manager. And I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but you've had so many diverse, so unique, so many different new unique talents. Talk about that experience.
5: Well, first of all, I'd like to say I, um, I watch First Take every morning, so I, I appreciate <laughs> what you do with <laughs> DNA Smith. Thank you. But, but, th- but, th- but to answer your question, what it takes to be a manager and someone that works with artists, is to really understand them. Right. To talk to them, to get to know them. Not not just handling their business. Handling their business is, is really the easy part. Mm-hmm. But getting to understand who they are, how they operate, what they think, being able to understand what's important to them. And not, not necessarily what's important to business or what's important to you, but what's important to them. Because now, I mean, I've managed Shaq G for what 30 years wow. now mm-hmm. and just recently he said he said to me i trust you and i'm like wow <laughs> that, that that was something because i know what's important to him i i know if someone comes to me and wants him to do something i can almost tell them yes or no without going to him. but but you always go to your artist you don't make a decision there you go without going to them first, even if you think you know what the answer is. It's, mm-hmm. it's not your place to make that decision. It's their place to make that, their decision. So it's, it's really, really important to understand who they are. And, and as you know, I also represent a, the Johnny Guitar Watson catalog as an example. It's important to understand what the family wants, what's important to the family, what they'll, what they'll accept, what they won't accept. But it's, it's, with the same token, you still talk to the family Regardless of what the offer is, regardless of what you're thinking is, regardless of what you think you may know about what their thoughts are, because their thoughts can change. Yes, they can. And and so it's important to know what it's important important to know what they want. But it's always important to take everything to them. I, there is nothing I don't take to to them, and because of that, I have I have their trust. We don't always agree, and, and that's okay, because at the end of the day, it's their catalog is, or their career, and, and you suggest things to them. That's what your job is, to suggest things to them, give them alternatives if you, don't, if you guys don't agree on something, and then have a discussion about it. And at the end of the day, you're, you represent them. So when you're finished with the discussion, if what they want is... is more is more important than what you think is right. It's all about what they want.
0: That's really important that you say that because, and also you got to have answers. What you can't do is manage somebody and keep saying I don't know or or let me let me check. You really have to be on top of your game. Correct?
5: Oh, absolutely. You have you have to go. You have to go in the business in general and this is money making conversation. So yes, in business in general, you have to know the answers almost before they're asked <laughs> of you or before you ask the question. Mm-hmm. And it's not it's not gonna be absolute, yes. but you need to do the best you can to be prepared, studied, researched yes. about whatever topic you're gonna be talking about.
0: Yeah. Steve used to always he's always Rashawn, you know everything and I go, Yes I do. Because if I don't know everything, then we're going to have a problem because you're going to ask right. me. So that means that, you know, I, I because people always ask me, Rushan, do you watch, you watch television that much? I go, I watch a lot. I read a lot. I, I just know that I can't shut down because as a manager, your information, you have to be a trailblazer. You have to be able to advise. You have to be able to at least have a conversation by so many different layers, especially based on the type of talent that you're representing. And that's really the key to all of this. And so is that you have to be. Not trying to say you have to be super smart. You just have to be knowledgeable.
5: Yes, yeah, knowledgeable. And that's and that's exactly what you're saying. You have to you have to read a lot. You ha- you have to consume a lot of information whether it's whether it's television, radio, podcasts, n- now um you know, for for myself, I've been around a long time, so I've been on a huge learning curve over Absolutely. the last two or three two or three years mm-hmm. with this whole digital age, mm-hmm. and it changes daily. Mm-hmm. It literally changes daily. So the conversation you and I are having right now, if we were having a specific conversation about some type of marketing or promotion or or show or anything of that nature, by the time we're off the conversation. It may have changed already.
0: It really has. So re- it really, you re- you're really telling the truth there. For a fact, I remember just just a story because he's like me. We we we, we transitioned. We started when you know just email are them emails. You know, we we grew up in the cell phone era, then the internet. Right. But I remember when uh, our Steve Harvey and I we was uh we had a deal. We went up to New York, two thousand five, two thousand seven, and WBLS up there in New York, and then we moved to Atlanta. And between two thousand seven and two thousand nine was when you know social media was starting to grow. And I kept noticing that, you know, all the CNN or whoever on news had their little handles, their little handles, you know, follow me, follow me. And I was still resisting because we had like a 900,000 fan club email base. So that was working mm-hmm. for me. That was working for yeah. me. And so, but I just knew that this social media had to happen. And, and the reason I bring that up because it was in 2012, the reason we got our talk show was because I grew his social media and mm-hmm. I grew his social media so much that it competed with Dr. Phil you know Katie Couric all our competition the only person that was beating us in social media at the time was Ellen DeGeneres and wow. so so that's what you're saying right there you're saying Rashawn you know you not only have to know what you need to know right now you have to be willing to change and also when you change you have to be willing to see what what that how, what that change is going to impact your your customers? So when Shock G said he trusts you, that says a lot because guess what? It's a lot of things that are going on out there that can question him whether you' up to date or whether you are you on point or you are so you still wired into the changes. That's a blessing, man. That's a compliment to your talents.
5: Well, well, thank you, and, and you're absolutely right. You do have to to change, change, adapt, and grow. And when you don't know something, don't be afraid to reach out and ask. I mean, I, I I consult with a lot of different people in a lot of different areas because it's it's you know there's so many things that are going on. Whether whether you're dealing with the law, whether you're dealing with with uh, uh, ledgers and accounting, whether you're digi- dealing with the digital media, digital media and social media. You you have to be willing to to not know. Also, you have to be willing to reach out to people who know more than about something than you do, and that that's important. And that's important as a manager. You cannot be afraid to not know. When so, when you go back to your client, you say. I I can share this information with you. This is what I found out because I've reached out to to someone who knows what they're doing. They work on this every day because we can't work on every little thing every day. So we have to reach out to people that know information.
0: But, you know, the interesting part about your career and the brand, Atron, that you produced is that I know, man, when you have black talent, a lot of people don't want to mess with your talent. You know, they either have reputations or they feel that they have limited growth potential. Or, and then as you grow that brand and other people, oh, I see now, start to try to take advantage of their relationship or manipulate the relationship to their advantage. And then we have Black Music Month, you know, which we know to recognize how, the role that black music. When you hear Little Richard, his death recently and, and you, yeah. Aretha Franklin and all these legends that are out there that are pastors and are still alive, the Patti LaBelle's, the OJ's, you know, all the individuals still out there producing great music. What's the importance of uh, June being Black Music Month before we go to the next break? Uh,
5: well, you know, I, I, I think it's important that we focus on black music, but I, I, I really personally yes, don't like Black Music Month. Mm-hmm. I think every every month should be Black Music Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, you know, you know... um Especially, I think it was last year rap took over which is a primarily black art, took over all of music as mm-hmm. far as as far as value and as far as amount of sales and streams et cetera and so you know I think it's important to have focus and take time so everyone focuses on it, but I think you need to focus on it all year round. I think there need to need to be events all year round focusing on black music,
0: so tupac shakur um. I like a reason why why do you say why do you say that he's one of the greatest uh political speeches, social rap, uh socially conscious rap, uplifting rap. I consider Brenda's Got a Baby one of the great one of the all time great rap songs. Keep your head up. Um How Do You Like It, one of the great party songs. Um just, just, just an array of uh, music and talent from a young man who left this world far earlier than we, than I wished, or anybody would have liked to have seen. So, just talk to us about managing talent as unique. He was an actor, a poet, and uh, a visionary. Talk to us, right quick, Adrian. Yeah, I, I think
5: that well that that that's a lot and he and he was actually all of those things mm-hmm. and he came from a fa- a panther family
2: mm-hmm.
5: as as uh, some people may know and so they they spent a lot of time sp- studying and learning and teaching him so he had a wide variety of of ways of looking at things. That's why you could have Brenda's Got a Baby. You could have Trapped. You could have How Do You Want It. You could have all those different songs. You know, and and in this time, it is just so interesting to me because I remember 1991 when Tupac was accosted by the cops Mm -hmm. and and the experience that we had then. And, and, you know, he was accosted by the cops. He was slammed on the ground. He, He was beaten up, handcuffed. And then we had to go to court to prove... Prove a jaywalking ticket, a jaywalking ticket. That's mm. and you know, black young men really have to understand that the power of of the police. And I know they're trying to change some of that now, and 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 it absolutely needs to be changed. But the cop came over to Tupac and said hey you walked across the street you were jaywalking and Tupac being expressive was just moving his hands and saying why are you hassling me about this why are you hassling me about this and the guy didn't like a young man standing up for himself but that's what a a panther kid does and Tupac was absolutely a panther kid a black panther kid Mm -hmm. from from that space and so I just think it was you know important that his family taught him what, what they taught him so that so that he could then go on and be who he, he, he was able to become, right. you know, through through a lot of people's support, in, including myself.
0: Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Now, uh, I was looking through your bio, and your catalog and information and different names popped up. A name popped up that may be the same name I know. And I love this young lady to death. Stephanie Frederick.
5: Yes. Yes. Ste- Stephanie Frederick is an, an awesome person. I actually spoke to her this morning. Um She's an executive producer, producer. Um, year, years ago, she was a on-air on um,
0: uh, an analyst. Personality.
5: Out of Houston, Texas. personality. See? Houston, yeah, Texas. Personality. That's where I'm
0: from, Houston, Texas.
5: Yes, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, Stephanie, Stephanie is absolutely great. She has a, she has a, a great company, FGW Productions.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: Um, they they do a lot of things. Even when when she, she does the Oscars, every year that Stephanie does the Oscars, she brings a young person to just tell her. How mm-hmm. many people do that? Hang out with her and mm-hmm. experience that experience of experiencing the Oscars, what it's like to work in that world, what it's like to be on the red carpet. I mean, how many people do that within their company? I mean, I, I think that's just incredible.
0: Oh, you know, I've been knowing Stephanie uh, when I, I have to go way back to like 92. When I opened mm-hmm. my comedy club, hip-hop comedy stop, and she used to come there, and you know she was on oh, Fox wow. News at the time, and she uh, used to tell me uh, I, I, I could be great, I could be special. So mm-hmm. I know the value. I know that person that you're talking about, how many people, not many, and I know right. that you know she, she's a firm believer of paying it forward, and she does not allow a male-dominated industry to stop her from being great. And that's when you Absolutely. and uh, I just had to bring that up. I saw you one of the one of the individuals, one of the people on your roster. And that's important that you again another diverse roster. Again, mm-hmm. you don't hang and say this is who I can only be. I can be more. Now let's talk about uh, mellow moods. What exactly is that? Mellow moods.
5: Well, so so what happened a, f- a few years ago? Just to give you a, little, a quick history. Now take your time. I, mm-hmm. I, I um. Started putting out some more rap records again, and, and realized that I've gotten a little older. I don't, you know, I'm not 20, 25, 30 anymore. Wanting to go hang out in the clubs, but I love music. Right. I, it's ju- it's just my love. It's, it's what I do. So I wanted to find something that I could do that was that was good and that brought peace and harmony to, to to people because not I'm a little older, you know, I, I I need I need to wake up listening to Pac and and Stanley Clark and a lot of other, you know, music that I like to listen to, Digital Underground, but in the evening I need something to go to sleep to. Right. So <laughs>
0: it's, it's hard it's hard to go to sleep hype. It's hard to go to sleep hype. It,
5: it, it, it is. <laughs> and so so mellow Muse is is a collection of of three pianists mm-hmm. that and, and African American pianists, and I went to them, and they're all jazz pianists. They're they're either teachers or or touring musicians. And I said, I want you to do something that's a little different for you, play a little less notes, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and something to relax to, and no one. In our culture, is doing this that I that I've found, right? Mm-hmm. As a, as an executive producer, as a company, or as pianists, because everyone wants to show how good they are, right. and they're awesome pianists. I mean, one of one of them is the uh, pianist for the Count Basie for what is now the Count Basie Orchestra. So I mean, they're awesome pianists. So I just asked them play a few less notes and play something that's nice and relaxing for people, and. Um, cool the name of the group is Solo Piano Group because it's a collection of artists and I'm putting different artists in there as we speak. I have a a young lady that um, is working on her master's in classical piano. She just did something. So, um, she'll be on our next album. That'll be August, coming out August 31st. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm just working on doing something just a little bit different, little, little peaceful, especially in the, in this time. We really need that, and um, you know that that's that's
0: pretty much it. Well, you know they, I always tell people, you know, what is your legacy? You know, because you know we 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 get in this business, Atron, and and um, you know we want to be successful. We want to make money first of all. Our goal is to make money, and then after you, uh, when you look at your body of work, it's fantastic body of work, and you go. What am I leaving behind? Is my voice voice being heard, or or am I leaving a a part of it? And that's what it sounds like you're doing with this particular project because of the fact that it's not a one-off. It's ongoing, correct?
5: Absolutely. It's ongoing. We put our first album out um, several weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Our second album is coming out uh, at the end of August, and we have three singles before that. And... Like you said, it is a legacy. I started with world class Wrecking crew right. in the nineteen eighties. <laughs> I worked. I was the tour manager for NWA. I, you know, put the Digital Underground records out, the Tupac records out, MC Smooth and some and some other work records. And you know, now now as I'm a little older, I'm doing something a little different. Right. And But that's all right. And, though. But that's all right. though. And, and don't forget, I'm the executive producer of Stanley Clark's last two albums. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm.
5: so you know, I work on a wide variety of music. You know, I work, I work with uh, Stephanie, as you mentioned earlier, and you know, I think it's important to have that wide variety as you grow and as you change, because everyone grows and changes, and you know, running around in the clubs. It is not, not the same as it was for me 30 years ago.
0: Right, and I want to, absolutely, and I want to make a note about that because that's why I brought up Stephanie Frederick, because Stephanie Frederick is a, is, is a content creation, she's video. She's visual. Exactly. You know, exactly. It has nothing to do with music. You know, music can be introduced, introduced into her work, and her, her clients include Universal Pictures, Warner Brothers, Paramount, and Disney. That lets you know the body of work that that you are that you have. You have the you have you know this 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 uh, the solo uh, piano project that you have right now that that's going to called the solo piano group project, and it's out now May eighth. Then in August, roughly. I want to ask you, with the pandemic going on in Zoom, uh, streaming being so popular, have you done anything with the team through using Zoom or anything with the t- pandemic times that, that could be uplifting and motivating for the people to, who were, are locked in or still basically locked in? We're in the new normal right now with this COVID-19. That doesn't mean our lives are going to change.
5: Yeah, so um, I, I do it. Uh, I talk at USC every year, mm-hmm. and and this this year we did a Zoom talk with with the class. It's yes, a music sir. business class, and so I did that. Um, we are having the solo pianists record, and then and then we do a, a Zoom with them as well. So so even though they can't. Play live right now. People can still see them through through Facebook and all the right. the other mod- modalities, U- YouTube and Instagram and all of those. Mm-hmm. And so um, we are doing that, and we're, and we're looking at doing some other, some other things like that. Maybe doing a bigger a bigger concert. Thank you. And and we're also look, looking at doing some uh, some talks myself and some of some of the other people that I've worked with over the years just doing question and answer sessions. So we're looking at doing a lot of different things. I mean, the world is changing and even when it does go back to some type of normalcy, I think Zoom and these these opportunities are going to be there because what that gives is people from all over the world Mm -hmm. a chance to see, hear, and talk to you know myself yourself and 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 others that they may have interest in that they may never get to see may never come into their city but if they have internet they they can hear them and and they can see them and i think it's a, a very good outlet for 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 all of us you know, the, not not only the content creators, but also the the listeners and viewers as well.
0: Awesome, I appreciate you, Adrian. I want to thank you for coming on Money Making Conversation. Any way we can get in touch with you? Any way we can buy this album? or Get involved? Uh, social media? Tell us about the solo piano group. It came out May eighth. Available, uh, uh, you know, from the solo piano group. The name of the album is Mellow Moods. May eighth by the solo piano group. Any way we can reach out socially or digitally? How can we reach out?
5: Yeah. So. I'm on um, Instagram. I'm on all platforms. Solo piano. Well, first of all, solo piano group. Solo piano group is on all platforms. Yes, sir. Um, from in Instagram to Facebook, YouTube, everything. I'm on all platforms. As well. You can reach me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Adrian Gregory, depending on the um, whether it's whether it's. Uh, Facebook or or Instagram or Twitter might be a little bit different handle, but Atron Gregory is always in the front. My first name is spelled A-T-R-O-N and Gregory, G-R-E-G-O-R-Y, and it's always at the front of whatever the handle is on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter.
0: Uh, my brother, Johnny K. Carr, said, you know, be a darn sight cheaper uh, if the price is right. <laughs> 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 oh, I yes, got sir. the babies crying. Oh, my God, my man. You're special, brother. I want to thank you for taking the time to share your story on Money Making Conversation. It's a journey, man. I, I feel blessed having this conversation because you're walking history. And uh, hey, Amen. Hmm?
5: I appreciate you so much for for doing this. Thank you. Okay,
0: we'll talk soon. And remember, I am your friend and I am a fan. And that means a lot because of the fact that means I do anything to make sure your voice is continually heard in this ever-changing world. Again, thank you for coming on Money Making Conversation. If you want to hear more Money Making Conversation interviews, please go to moneymakingconversation.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I'm your host.